0: Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. Happy chair dance. And get ready for your own cha- chair dance because today is, say it with me, Friday! Woohoo! Uh, February 10th and <laughs> it's um, looks to be a good Friday. Still always think of my stepfather's joke the ex Catholic priest about good Fridays. Ah, uh, some things will never leave your brain right? For those newer to the podcast. Uh, he would say he would usually say it of good Friday before Easter that it was not a great Friday but that it was a good Friday. That's a total dad joke right. Uh, Let's see so um what's going on in my world I don't know um well I've got these panels um the workshop workshop talk discussion discussion this evening in defense of twilight. Um, at 5 o'clock mountain time with Dorinda Jones and uh, Maria Vale should be an interesting discussion even though Maria Vale is tragically team Jacob. It's only because she likes wolves. Um, it's uh, she just doesn't have any perspective is the problem but uh, and then tomorrow I have um, the discussion of fantasy world building and the romance community Uh, and Kelly Chase is doing the uh, moderating on that sponsored by Beastly Books of Santa Fe that'll be at 10 o'clock Mountain Time also online and um, you can find those things at farofeb.com or they're in the show notes. If you want to join in, anyone can listen in online. Uh, Callie sent us like her script. She like wrote out a script. That's bless her heart. <laughs> and I mean that in a nice way. It's like I, I do not write out scripts. So she's incredibly organized and interesting. And she, uh, described my podcast in this very nice way. Let's find it. Okay, so like this is a little sneak preview of what will happen at the panel tomorrow but I was just so touched that she said these things. Uh, She called me the fairy godmother of the fantasy romance community which I was delighted by that and uh, she says that um, she talked about this podcast and she said that. I post videos with inspiring and reflecting thoughts about writing and this work and that my Instagram is cozy and welcoming so watch if you need a morning chat with a someone who feels like a dear friend and I just was delighted by that. Um, I I do feel like that's my goal for this podcast that we just sit here and have a little chat over coffee and so cozy and welcoming welcome into my office and uh. You know I even have my wand for being the fairy godmother if you're on video you could see my wand. So um, yeah, I'm just I'm feeling good I think uh, I think how we feel influences so much of of how things seem to be going I mean I feel like things are going well but also I feel good so. For whatever reason, maybe um, you know, days are getting a little bit longer. Though it was very snowy and uh close in yesterday. It was cozy. We had a fire in the fireplace last night. That was lovely. Had a CIFA board meeting, uh, got a lot done, so that was great. Uh I have officially announced. Have I said this here? I probably haven't. So it's totally official now that I um been vetted and cleared and announced and all of this that I am running for a second term as Sifua president. My term would have been up on June 30th. Um, only a few months and so I agreed to run for a second term. I'm feeling good about that decision. There was no one really clear to step up to take over. Um, and I think that there will be in two years and also I finally know what I'm doing. Um, I feel like I spent the first year just getting in the boat and now I feel like I can actually get a few things accomplished that I want to some big things. So, um, so yeah doing that and I think it'll be good. (laughs) Sorry I have a little bit of a kitten. That didn't work huh? He tried to jump up into the window and it didn't quite work. Hold on here. Well, he has that kitten resilience. He's undaunted. He'll figure it out. So um, so yeah, feeling good about that. Uh, Nebula conference plans are coming along well uh, I got a lot done on bandits yesterday I did weave in a lot of the world building several people are going to read it for me after now so that'll be good before I send it on to Sarah. Um, hopefully you know the trick the trick with fantasy world building is to have it not slow down the plot. Uh, So I and I and this is a more fast paced story than most of mine like way more I think. (laughs) Um, what are you doing? No, eating the phone the not the phone cord the ah uh, that shows my age right. That I think there are phone cords <laughs> no longer right. Uh, the blind cord. So um. What was I saying? See you distracted me world building faster pace. It's always a trick to balance world building with pace and agent Sarah felt like she didn't understand enough about the world and so I'm weaving in more explanation and it's it's an interesting challenge with Sarah because she is less of a inveterate fantasy science fiction reader than most. Um, she's more on the romance side And I think that when you come out of the science fiction and fantasy community there's shorthand that we use. uh, Very familiar terms that we build on. So and and it's kind of a thing with Sarah like sometimes you'll like when I was working on the science fiction piece um story. And we mentioned faster than light travel and she didn't know what we meant. And so it's like well it depends on your audience. There are some things that you're just going to have to assume. Uh, you know, like do you explain things for your audience? Like some science fiction stories refer to the Lagrange points. (laughs) It's it's hard when you're gaining like a pound a week. He's up to ten point six pounds and now he's not quite as coordinated. You lose coordination overnight. Are you okay? Yeah. It's, nothing bothers him. <laughs> so you know, so people say, like in their science fiction stories, say things like L six meaning Lagrange point six. And I remember giving crit to one friend saying, I don't know what that means and he decided well most people who read this story will know what that means it's like okay. But if you're going for broader appeal then you have to strike this balance right between explaining and over explaining and I don't know I I see reviews of my books sometimes where people will say it started out very slow um or you know there was a lot of world building in this first book and it slowed things down. Um, sometimes I feel like that's just you're just gonna have that. Um, and there are certainly books that are faster paced. Um, in in the fantasy romance community that go for all kinds of shorthand like you know oh he's a fae king and they don't explain anything about how the Fae are. Um, so I'm hoping that with deepening the world building I have not gone too far. Uh, It's a little bit more. I want to (laughs) say I was going to say it's more complex than I originally envisioned which is not true that would have been that would be a lie. Um, I wasn't sure what it was originally I didn't know how my worlds intersected um, or exactly what they were when I started writing this story because I always start with character and in this case um, characters in a situation trying to do a thing I had more of a premise than usual. But I didn't know what the world was going to be now I know what the world is so I'm layering that in so. be good I'm going to have like 4 readers on this one and hopefully they'll be able to tell me if I've slowed it down too much. 2 of them are rereads and 2 will be fresh so that's a nice balance it's always nice to have fresh eyes on a story. You can only take stories back to readers so many times uh, for critique I was telling uh, a friend of mine this story not long ago that uh, when I in my very first crit group back when I lived in Wyoming there were 12 of us we camped it at 12 because 12 was plenty. Um, especially because we got a turn. We well the way we worked was we met on Friday nights and we reviewed one person's work. So we would have the week to read that work and write up comments and then we would have it at the person's house whose work we were reading uh, and we were almost all women. We had a few guys come and go but uh, you know we always figured that that gave the hostess uh, said she didn't have to read and crit that week uh, you know she could make snacks and clean our house <laughs> um, which I feel like is a female perspective but per- perhaps not and we would call it your birthday because everybody would come to your house and talk about you and your work your favorite things and all the attention was on you but that also meant that your turn only came up every 12 weeks which for some writers that's plenty uh, for writers like me. It's more difficult uh, you know I I don't write as fast as I would like but I do write fast enough that I can write faster than people have time to read. So like when I was in another crit group here in Santa Fe. uh by the time (laughs) you know like I would I would want to give them bigger chunks than they could read and and I would like have finished book before you know before I like got everything through the group. So it was not especially useful for me and I don't mean that to sound like bragging I hope it doesn't it was just a disconnect. Um, it didn't work for me. So when my lovely friends offer to read for me. Um, in this case they actually have a slight bit more time than usual because I'm not like going well I have to get it formatted (laughs) in 12 hours. So can you read it before then and give me time to make changes. Um, I'm I'm not an easy friend to have (laughs) that said. Um, what was my point there? I know I had one. Oh, fresh eyes. So, when we were in this crit group, there was this one gal who brought this essay back to us. Uh, and she was uh, South Korean or North Korean? I think South Korean. But she had fled during the conflict. Her parents had fled. And this was a story about her family um, back in Korea. We'll just say Korea. And she, um, it was called Plum Blossom and it was it was a difficult story in many ways there were a lot of emotions to it and she brought it back to the group at least three times it might have been I want to say like four or five times and the thing is I'm you know and that's like every three months right every 12 weeks I don't think she did it consecutively necessarily but she kept noodling this essay she kept working on it working on it and she every time she brought it to the group people would say that there was something wrong with it right? The reason for this is oh best beloved let me tell you children if you ask people to critique your story they are going to find something wrong with it always 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 because this is how human beings are built right? They you are just almost never depending on the person going to get somebody come back and say this is perfect. There's absolutely nothing wrong. Um, I did copy edits on that uncanny article the other day and it was great because all of the fixes were periods and commas which was easy. Um, but they were still periods and commas to fix. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, So eventually we told her that she was not allowed to bring this essay back to us ever again and she was quite upset with us and and we we kind of talked about it. I don't want to say behind her back, but I mean without her presence so kind of but we discussed this we were like finally we said look. You you keep tweaking and tweaking and tweaking this essay and you keep bringing it back to us to see if it needs any work and we are people are always going to find something you are just going to have to decide for yourself. You're going to have to move ahead with this piece. And after that we instituted what we called the plum blossom rule which annoyed her <laughs> but whatever uh that you were not allowed to bring a piece back more than twice. You could bring it twice You could bring it once and you could bring back a revision, but we would encourage everyone It's like only if it's a substantial revision, you know, don't bring it back to the group if you have like, you know, changed five words or something like that though. You know, it's not like we wouldn't read it, but um, it's it was a way of it, it was really a tough love because that's one of the difficult things to figure out as a writer is when is it done? because nothing's ever perfect. Nothing's ever done and yeah at some point you just have to decide for yourself. So anyway, it's always good to have fresh eyes on a thing. Um, you have your previous eyes and then your fresh eyes and that's um, yeah, great. So, so yeah, I added quite a bit to oh just like a thousand words though to bandits yesterday uh, we'll finish today and write up my hand wavy synopsis and send this off and then next week go back to Rogue Familiar. I think I mentioned yesterday that uh, that my friend Alex who read uh, just finished reading Shadow Wizard had thoughts on (laughs) because he's the money guy, right? thoughts on the economic status of House fell and what they need to be doing for those of you familiar with the storyline and it, it actually filled in a couple of things for me that I was struggling with um sort of the stakes for this particular book because I think Rogue Familiar is going to be book five of nine and which makes it the midpoint of the overall arc and there are things that have to happen in this book outside of Celia and Jadron's love affair uh, and I think I need to go in and set those economic stakes that kind of lit up some things for me. So wrote familiar I'll go back to the beginning revise from the beginning which hopefully means I won't have to revise from the beginning again. So maybe I will be on track to uh, write more. Uh, and get that finished get it done on time. So um, I think that's all for me today I'm going to get to work. I hope you all have a wonderful Friday a wonderful weekend. Uh, Come tune in to the talks if you like come say hi and uh, yeah otherwise I will talk to you all on Monday. You all take care. Bye bye.